guys, welcome to another episode of Always Making. This is episode two. If you guys joined us for the first one, thank you so much. Uh, it's definitely been a blast so far. <laughs> <laughs> one um, episode down. <laughs> one episode down. All the kinks in the system are still getting worked out. <laughs> I thought you were going to say they worked out. I was like, they are? <laughs> they are not worked out. <laughs> we're still going. <laughs> but uh, thank you guys for joining us on this show. I'm Derek. This is Christy. We are makers and uh, we want to share the maker world with you guys and all the people we get to meet and um, have fun with. So this past uh, two weeks uh, since this last uh, airing of our previous show, we have a show coming up uh, that we'll be at. Mm-hmm. Uh, two yeah, shows. Two, we have two markets. Two markets. Yep. Uh, um, we've been making some new t-shirts. You were messing around with some resin jewelry mm-hmm. recently. We were working on uh, some of our vintage frame stuff. You finished another commission since the last yes, episode aired. Um, mm-hmm. And that's been kind of what we've been working on as of mm-hmm. right now. Um a uh, big shout out to one of our buddies who um, just had his art piece put out on uh, 300 Broadway, I think that's right, for Salt Lake City, mm-hmm. um, for the upcoming Craft Lake City. South, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. they did a Downtown. art installation and it was really cool to see his stuff get put out into the world and this big, huge billboard looking thing. So that's really cool. Yep. At Camberland Creations. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. I think we're going to have him on for our next episode. I'm, I'm not, don't. Quote me on that 100%, but I think I've already talked to him. Has he already and, gotten too big for us? Yeah. <laughs> but I think we have him for our third episode, and we're going to start getting guests in on the show. But um, this one, again, I, I kind of just want to give a little bit more uh, of that in-depth look of us and who we are and kind of what drives us and what are some of the tools in our tool bag that we kind of go through. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so... Chrissy, I kind of introduced what we've been doing the past couple weeks, but uh, I want to give us a little deeper into what you've been working on these past couple weeks. Yeah, so I just finished another uh, commission, this time for a gentleman in southern Utah who um, is doing a General Clytus cosplay from Flash Gordon. Um, so the nice part about this um, commission was I was actually really familiar with all of the pieces of the costume that he wanted. He originally messaged asking about one of my hooded scarves, and then you know, we got emailing back and forth and he was talking about his costume and he was like, well, you know, could you do this tabard piece? And then it would match the hood. And then, well, while you're at it, since, you know, it would be nice if it was all matching, do the robe too. So I kind of got to go back to my wizard robe days a little bit and do um, a full robe, uh, a sort of tabard. That's what we've been calling it. Tabard piece. It's got like two front panels, a back panel um, that goes over his chest piece that he made. Um, and then a hood that went over the mask that he made. So um, I cannot wait to see. I haven't seen the fully finished product yet because he's going to add all the gold trim so that it all matches all of his vest and pieces that he was making. But I can't wait to see it come together because it was really yeah. fun. And the, the pictures you shared that he shared with you mm-hmm. and everything look pretty cool and everything. So yeah. Yeah. we'll uh, maybe cut those into this as well with mm-hmm. uh, some of the other stuff so that you guys can see that as well. Yeah, and we can throw his handle um, down in the description below as well so you can check out his cosplay because he's got Instagram yeah. as well. So very cool. Mm-hmm. All right, so what I want to get into a little bit, um, do you remember what your first tool was? Hmm, tool. Like, what did you earn? Like, your money you earned, like, you, and then went and bought something. Oh, that I bought? That you bought to, like... Because I was like, my first, <laughs> my first business was uh, a friendship bracelet 
um, business in elementary school that got shut down real fast because <laughs> apparently the principal said I couldn't take kids' money to make stuff for them, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I obviously didn't buy uh, those materials. The first, one of the first things I bought had to have been high school, I'm guessing. Well, I I don't know because... I started out by using my mom's old sewing machine and upcycling clothing that my friend and I would buy at the thrift store before thrifting was cool. I'm just saying. Um, this is before the Macklemore song. Exactly. That made it very cool. Because we're old. <laughs> and I definitely got made fun of for wearing thrifted clothing in high school. So it was not cool at the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What was your first tool? I would say my first tool was my Canon GL2. I, I think that would be my first tool because I right away went and did gigs with that camera and was getting paid to mm-hmm. shoot uh, live concerts with that camera. Yeah, um, I remember that camera well. Yeah, that like <laughs> that was that was like a huge purchase. I got myself into trouble uh, with a credit card on that one for sure. Um, probably paid more, even though I got it crazy discounted and everything because I worked uh, at uh, Best Buy mm-hmm. at the time. I probably paid more for that camera than I would in interest, like, than fees. In interest fees because of uh, that. So uh, people getting started out there, make sure you're aware of how credit cards work. And I mean, I learned my lesson and that's one of those things. It's a, a life lesson that you learn and mm-hmm. kind of don't mm-hmm. do it again as often. And <laughs> <laughs> but um, I would say that was my first tool. Um, and then cam- I think cameras were like my first tools. And then rigging stuff like stabilizers like filters extra batteries chargers um those all started like trickling in and then the actual physical maker side of things i'd probably say when i started working at um an old folks home my first set of milwaukee m12 uh tools was i think my first like tool purchase i still have them today we still use them in the shop they are over 14 years old i think I mean, we've got so many drills and other new tools and things, but that those small drills are nice, handy. They're hanging on our pegboard, and um, they're one of the quick grabs I go for when needing to drill something because it's it's it works. It's great, yeah. kind of thing. So, yeah, I think I bought myself a, one of those like beginner singer sewing kits that came with like a pair of scissors, a tape measure, like a marking pencil, Crap. like one I, of those basic. I think that because I was I was really fortunate in that my family was very supportive of all of <laughs> my making. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like my first sewing machine actually that was mine was gifted to me as a graduation present from my siblings. Um, yeah, that yeah. that actually goes back to my freshman year. Actually, now that you say that, mm-hmm. I forget about my sewing kit mm-hmm. that I had to buy. Right. Like anytime you take a sewing yeah. class, you I, have to like have one of those kits. And I had one in middle school because I took a sewing class. Yeah. But my mom bought that one for me. But I bought myself another one. I would say I. I I don't think I've, I bought my first one in high school. I mm-hmm. think my parents did buy that as like yeah. school equipment and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but I do, I forgot about that. Like basic kit. I got it at Walmart and I think it was like mm-hmm. yeah. $12 or $15 and like comes yeah. with the scissors, uh, Taylor's tape, a uh, little, uh, hem roller, mm-hmm. uh, push yeah, pin. Guide. With, oh, it was the wrist, uh, push, uh-huh. push pin. Oh, I, they, so they had the wrist one, but I never liked the wrist one. So yeah. I got the little tomato. Yeah. One I always, I always use in. the, I always use the wrist one. <laughs> I, it's just convenient. I was, I, I've never bought it, but I've always liked the magnetic ones. 
that like oh, you see yeah. like on scene on TV with uh, mm-hmm. uh, like screws and all this stuff. And I mean, it looks functional. And so I just, <laughs> but I've never bought it to say I would use it. But um, there are like, we have magnetic dish uh, mm-hmm. that sit on the table mm-hmm. and holds all our stuff. But yeah. yeah. Um, so on that a note of it, what would be the tool that you've purchased since that first one mm-hmm. that like makes it really hard to like not like remember a time without it kind of thing like what's that mm. tool oh my goodness uh honestly this one's kind of feels kind of random but it is the first um quilting ruler that i bought myself oh, okay and i use that thing pretty much almost daily it's a four inch by 18 inch ruler and it's gridded out and it's got the quarter inch um grid with the one inch you know grid lines as well but that thing comes in handy so often it's nice and long and sturdy i can hold it nice and flat when i'm using the rotary cutter obviously measure things i mean like i use it for not just for quilting obviously i use it for everything almost every day yeah when i cut out the hoods anytime i cut out fabric anytime i'm measuring anything i I thought you were going to say your fabric scissors was going to be the one like but i would think so but i go back and forth between fabric scissors rotary cutter like i I love my fabric scissors but i feel like i'm not married to them the quilting ruler i use all the time yeah what size it's the four inch by 18 inch okay yeah Mm -hmm. and so i i think for me it kind of falls in the same line it's one of those ones that like Oh, okay. Like people overlook it, but it's marking tools are like Mm -hmm. huge. Mm -hmm. And, um, I haven't all, I don't know where I got it from. (laughs) Um, it it just magically appeared in all my tools. So one day I might've got it in a kit of other stuff. I don't know, but it's got a really nice handle on it and it's got a nice point, but it like, it scratches on metal. It scratches on wood. I can use it to like push in and like make little punches yeah so you punch holes with that thing I all punch the time holes with it I, yeah it, i knew you were gonna uh, say ruler because yeah, no. <laughs> you're a measure once cut like five times kind yeah, of guy get it right every but time i'm a measure time. twice cut once yeah. no you don't <laughs> that's why you cut like every five time times never perfect never. <laughs> perfect on the first go but i'm a measure twice cut once kind of girl and i use that ruler constantly <laughs> yeah but that all uh scribe tool i don't know its official name but like mm-hmm. it is one of those tools that like once I have it and like you started using it and it's right there with you the whole time, I, I try to buy multiple ones so that I have them, but I go back to the same one all the time because yeah. it just has that like perfect little handle yeah. that does so much for me and everything. Yeah. Definitely in terms of tools, in terms of machines. I mean, it would be a sewing machine. But yeah. And I couldn't pick one. So. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Machine wise. I don't. <laughs> I would just say sewing machines, plural. I, I think like then this past year, the biggest, um, like support machine that we have kind mm-hmm. of thing has been our large format printer that mm-hmm. we purchased. Um, it has done so much for us on so many different things, not just yeah. like printing your regular paper. It's done our photography stuff. It's mm-hmm. done, um, all our transparencies for screen printing. <laughs> it does all of our merchandise uh, stuff and, I mean, it, it was costly for us to get kind mm-hmm. of thing. It did yeah, take... it was an investment. Um, it was definitely an investment, but it has paid for itself, like, already, like, within the first couple shows we did because it was... Mm-hmm. It's so helpful. Now... Yeah, the, well, because we get to print all of our own prints. Yeah. So all of the prints that we sell at markets, we're printing in-house instead of trying to find a third-party service to print for us. So it's... Yeah. Yeah. The, the one drawback I would say for people... 
um, and it's it's an eco tank system. So like it's really nice. Uh, it's like very you're efficient. Not, you're very efficient. You're not using a bunch of ink. That's what can be very costly on some of these really nice uh, photo, large format printer kind of things. But um, we have been, we're very resourceful. So I, I like to keep that like in the forefront with what we do and look for stuff. But um, we can experiment on with that printer so much because mm -hmm. we find paper for so cheap like the trick hot guys, tip, guys yeah hot <laughs> tip on this is like when you're at any thrift store go through the school supplies and look for paper people usually put photo paper yeah like i've purchased like stacks of four by six photo paper for like dollars mm -hmm. and like and large 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 high quality i think i got some like really nice matte 17 by 11 uh photo uh mm -hmm. paper by like hammer mill yeah um i mean we found like really high quality like smaller scale poster boards for yeah. doing screen printing on we've found i mean all kinds of papers that people like yeah. maybe it's half a pack but we can but use it <laughs> it's also like fractions of the oh cost yeah 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 like, it's like 50 cents for a pack of yeah. like four by six and so paper, photo and paper. one of the nice parts is is once you figure out the paper that you really like using mm -hmm. then you start hunting it down on like online in stores stuff like that and you can know what results are going to get but like till you know what you're looking for and everything buy cheap paper at thrift stores because honestly you can experiment and you don't feel like oh man i just wasted like a really nice sheet of photo paper that i spent a lot of money mm -hmm. on and you're like oh I, I tried it it worked great or tried it and oh that that was the wrong setting on the printer yeah and then shoot now you're going yeah. through all these sheets trying to get your yeah. settings calibrated and dialed in and so that's one of those things that's yeah. really a uh, uh, nice like little hidden gem of what we yeah. try to find just that, not so. at thrift stores that we go to because yeah, <laughs> yeah don't take our supplies yeah go, go to other thrift stores <laughs> But yeah, that's uh, one of those things. I really wanted to get into that discussion of tools and the importance and like how it makes our life easier mm -hmm. when we do make those like upgrades or those changes or we find that right tool and go through the motions. Like how long did it like till you got your own sewing machine? Like you were using your mom's sewing machine, but like. Yeah. So I learned how to sew obviously when I was like, I think I was 11 um, and I was using my mom's sewing machine. Um like a 70s singer worked fine um it was great um and then so when i graduated from high school my um no when i graduated from college my siblings gifted me um a nice singer sewing machine brand new um still have it still use it still love it um and then our next sewing machine you kind of bought like we bought together mm -hmm. technically yeah. but so when we moved out here yeah uh amazon um, prime day i did <laughs> Not i did save up and buy my serger though yeah, that was did. the first machine that i bought for myself and that was um when i was in college when i was doing the getting to sewing more doing a lot more upcycling um with clothing um and I don't remember what I paid for it, but it was an investment. Like I had to save up for it. I, I did I the they research. Go for around like three hundred. It was. I, I mean, it's the lower end. It's an entry level yeah. serger, so it was between two hundred. Yeah, it was between two hundred and three hundred. Um, but yeah, I, I did my research. I was very intimidated because I'd heard so many people talk about you know online like how hard it is to thread it and you know how scary sergers are. I freaking love that thing. Yeah. I change thread multiple times a day sometimes. Like I use it constantly. That thing has been a workhorse for me. Yeah, we've been utilizing the 3D printer to like print you cones because uh -huh. you have that many like yeah. surger, surger cones, cones that you use yeah. and everything. Yep. So your stands and everything we have like mm -hmm. try to organize. And again, organizing art supplies 
is a feat in itself. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But it's bo- one thing finding all the supplies, but then trying to figure out how to organize and maintain and all maintain of those yeah, tools and supplies. That's something we're still working on. <laughs> yes. And eventually, I mean, in our older age and everything, like I look at Adam Savage and he's still uh, working on oh, organizing know, his but tools. But man, to see his workshop in person. <laughs> yeah. That'd so be, cool. That's one of those ones where you're like, uh, there's, there's a lot of people's workshops mm-hmm. that are really awesome we go down the rabbit hole of youtube and oh, yeah. watch different makers and all the different stuff and see how they set up their workspace yeah and... i love looking at bloggers who share their like sewing rooms yeah. and how they lay out their space yeah yeah sure. one of, well, i mean one of the inspirations for why we do what we're doing here and everything is to share that information with you guys so that uh, again it's we are not the end-all be-all answer to <laughs> any of this stuff we're just another option for people to learn um and hopefully we inspire people to make and continue making stuff as they go on. But yeah, so the sewing machines and uh, like sewing's not all you do. No, so no, like, it's just what my like favorite thing. Yeah, I mean the the sewing room right now. What were seven sewing machines? Five sewing machines? Okay, one, two, three, four. You have the leather one over here. <laughs> five in my in yeah, like in the your, sewing room. Yeah, and then yeah, there's yeah, the leather the, room, the, 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 the cobbler one. one, like. Again, and I then, never well, really and then into... I mean, if you count like, oh, yeah, you know, the, the antique, one. yeah, oh, six because I have my grandma's, grandma's vintage machine, machine. Yeah. yeah, so so yeah. that makes like eight total and that we have, honestly, too. Like, one of the things we see all the time, and we're we've are always tempted to try and buy one, we we like always talk ourselves out of it, but there's <laughs> tons of sewing machines at thrift stores again, mm-hmm. going back to the thrift stores and everything, and service on sewing machines. There's like usually every like town has someone who will service sewing machines. So you can buy a sewing machine for pretty reasonably cheap and have it serviced for reasonable like price kind of thing and have yourself and just start getting at it. Mm-hmm. I started learning sewing freshman year mm-hmm. um, in uh, fashion tech class, I think is what it was called. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. And so learn sewing and love it. And still to this day, mess around with so hats and everything like that um but it's not my main thing i usually if, if I, there's something to sew I'll be like uh christy can you do this one for me while i do this other stuff <laughs> like i still have well, it's usually uh, just like faster and yeah, easier and it, i'm usually already on a machine yeah. so <laughs> i got a couple uh pants to him <laughs> um but yeah so with that and everything what's that what's that dream tool what's that next like thing you want to add to the arsenal Oh, I really want an over locker, like, yeah, the serger that does like lingerie seams and sportswear seams and, um, you know, those flat felt seams. I would, oh, the man. What makes that different than what you have now? Like what? what it what does is- a, a different seam finish. So like if you're wearing, so like in sportswear, for example, like, you know, um, a pair of workout leggings, the seam on the side is uh, sewn flat. Um, but it's not like a typical seam where you sew the two wrong sides together or two right sides together. <laughs> and then if you want it flat, you would have to like top stitch from the top. Um, it it sews the layers together, overlapped like right side and wrong side together and does a nice flat um, seam. You see a lot in swimwear as well. Like I said, lingerie will finish your edges for you um, in a different way, like with the elastic. Then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And they, Like the- it would allow me to do more uh, knitwear sewing and I really like sewing with knitwear. So. Yeah. 
or knit fabric. And so for people who don't know knitwear. <laughs> like... uh, knit fabric is just like a stretchy fabric, whereas this is this is woven, so it doesn't have stretch. But a t-shirt is knit, so it has stretch. So it has stretch. Okay, cool. Yeah. Simple, easy. So like uh, it could do something like this or like this. Uh, for people who are listening to it and not watching, right. it is the seam on the edge of the, or the hem on the, on the, on the edge of, of my your, t- yeah, t-shirt. Uh, t-shirt sleeve. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sorry. No, you're good. But uh, overlock. Um, yeah. Like an overlocker. It's a type. It's another basic kind of type of serger, but it's a. Specialty style. Fancy one. Okay. <laughs> and then like down the line what big industrial sewing machine or not even into that realm of stuff i don't even know i mean like a long arm quilting machine would be super cool but i don't have time to do a bunch of quilting we also don't have room for a long no, arm we don't. quilting machine <laughs> but they're really cool I, I have seen the ones at like the stores where they have like the tracks that you can do all uh-huh. these crazy things mm-hmm. those look cool and I, I just don't even know where to begin i know i don't know i mean it probably of... wouldn't get use yeah um a chain stitch machine would be really fun i i've wanted to play in the chain stitch world mm-hmm. and the so that's the type of machine where it does custom, like, you, it almost does like an embroidered chain stitch. If anyone has been to Disneyland. Mm-hmm, yeah, that's what the, I was going to say. the names on the back of when the Mickey hats When you get your name put on your Mickey hat. That's, that's a chain stitch. Yep, but yeah. that's a really small scale chain stitch. Yeah. Like, they have big, um, like, industrial table sized ones that you can do jackets and pillows and, like, you can do like, bigger stuff. Yeah, there's some pretty cool, I don't know any off the top of my head of, uh, 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 Instagrammers and social media mm-hmm. people who do some pretty cool t- chain stitch stuff. I've yeah. seen a lot of people at like shows that will take a chain stitch machine with them out uh, at the show do, like, and they're like doing stuff, custom yeah. stuff. And um, it's it's almost, I mean, it's kind of like doing like hand embroidery. I mean, that's kind of a way to look at it in a sense. Um, yeah. Because instead of using an embroidery machine and having the, like mm-hmm. you're controlling your fabric and yep. the stitch and yeah. like where it goes. And yeah, which like I think is really cool because I feel like there's so much more of an art to it as opposed to like putting in your embroidery machine like embroider this for me and like push a button like you're the one actually holding the fabric and you know basically writing out the name or drawing out the design. Yeah. Yeah. Manipulating the fabric by hand. Cool. Yeah. That and. I mean, there's a laundry list of things I want, <laughs> like a laser cutting machine, like a Glowforge type, or like, yeah. I just think we yeah, could get into some cool stuff with been, one of those. I, I've been almost purchased <laughs> a, a laser uh, a cutting engraver machine on a couple occasions, and I just can't seem to like make that final like yeah. push over that edge to pay for one. Yeah. It's one of those, it's a, it's another form. Like I have a little tiny laser engraver. It's mm-hmm. actually like right behind me on mm-hmm. the shelf here. Um, it does quarter size laser engraving. Yeah, like it's tiny. super tiny. <laughs> it was super fun to play with, but I never, I never saw the, the products or the things we were like doing, like the, the utilization quite yet. Like we haven't gotten to a point with some of the stuff we're making where I go, Oh yeah, that'd be like really good and like when i buy a tool it's usually out of necessity for something and so it's like oh we're in this thing it's like 3d printer like i guess that wasn't a necessity when i bought it um yeah i don't know why but i mean it was one of those when i bought it it was like the price is right and yeah. like we have There's utilized like, oh, i'm gonna use that this thing and we like have. crazy kind of thing um what's on your list uh of like the next thing uh-huh. like kind of stuff yeah um well, uh, I, I probably, probably going into 
back into screen printing, mm-hmm. um, I had a very simple forehead screen printer uh, system so I could do multicolor, but it just didn't have the right like micro adjustments to really dial it in. Um, we've gotten really good with our system that we have here. And um, I love the experimenting aspect of it and like the tinkering side of things. That's mm-hmm. with everything we do. Like yeah. I love the tinkering. I love the like the learning and going through the process with uh, everything we have. Um, but when I do that, it takes time away from everything else we're doing as well. So I focus mm-hmm. <laughs> so hard that way. And then I get I get to a point where like, okay, I, I learned that. And I'm going to go learn something else. And then I don't touch that thing for a couple weeks, maybe a couple months. But the knowledge is still there. So then when I come back to it, it's there. But um, I, I want to increase the like capabilities of what we could do screen printing wise. But I also like in the in this back of my head, I'm like it there's we're on such a small scale with our screen printing mm-hmm. Um that I don't, I don't hundred percent know if I need it like right away kind of thing. Yeah. But, um, but you know, if, if the right, yeah, if the right deal comes up or find the right kind of thing, or it makes sense at the time, like that's probably the next thing. Um, cameras always like change and like, I always make adjustments or figure those things out. I, I mean, if I was saying next camera, I want a 360 <laughs> camera again. Yeah. I, I destroyed yeah. mine on a river trip. I uh, got, got wet by accident and uh, never got any of the footage off of that, which is And it was not bummer. waterproof, so yeah, obviously. It, yeah, I mean, it wasn't, but I had it in a waterproof bag. <laughs> it just happened to get water in it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I like, I think the screen printing would be the next, like bigger investment to something and then like a laser engraver cutter type of mm-hmm. st- stuff um i definitely we need more finishing tools um like definitely or like uh um i don't know there's a list laundry list again <laughs> Thanks, yeah. because like we've I ha- i've had them in on my list of, like sanders and like oh, yeah, belt yeah. sanders and stuff yeah. like that and well yeah we definitely want a lot more like woodworking tools yeah, and uh, uh, the larger. thing that's kept us w- away from the woodworking side of things is just having the space to mm-hmm. do some of those tools um we've done plenty of wood projects and things like that mm-hmm. with the saws and stuff we have but yeah there's a few finishing things i'd like to have in the arsenal and then like yeah uh a welder too, so that we can do metal fabrication. Oh, a lathe. And stuff. I know we I both. still want a lathe. We both talk about a lathe. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of things we want, guys. Sorry about that. Uh, I know. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, this is a. This, whoa, what did I drop? Oh, um, our uh, laminating roller. <laughs> that thing just fell. <laughs> but that's the thing I was thinking about this the other day is that between the two of us, we're both into so many different like mediums mm-hmm. that we have such a variety of tools. And I kind of go back to that, like multi-potentialite polymath, you know, type idea where, because we're both into so many different things, we end up like pulling different tools from different mediums to use. And, you know, like there, there is everything that crossover gets, <laughs> with, um, everything gets commingled, but in, in a good way, like, yeah, there's, there's tools where, I would have never used them for what I was using them for if I didn't have them for something else. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and so like if I didn't make that accidental purchase of this to do this thing, I would have never thought they worked here as well. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of this crossover that can make your job like smoother, easier to kind of go through um, with it. And the same thing with like 
going through the different mediums and stuff that we play with because there are times where like taking this medium and learning what you're doing with this medium helps it apply to this and it's constantly yeah, um absolutely. but that that goes into what i kind of like we talked about the tools and things that like we were driving for and like get uh like drive what we do here but um i want to get into where does that inspiration come from and like where does that like to, uh, earlier today you were uh making some flower earrings mm-hmm. kind of stuff mm-hmm. um and yesterday i was screen printing new t-shirts uh with it and so like every day we're in a little different medium and it's kind of fun <laughs> to just be down here and like mess around with different stuff but where does that like morning wake up i'm gonna do this and drive this besides you've got orders or something right like yeah that. besides the actual work that we do yeah. have to get done yeah <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, no, honestly, the reason I love sewing so much is that my brain really loves problem solving in any form. I love puzzles, jigsaw puzzles, you know, this, I mean, any, any type She's a professional puzzler, guys, just so you know. I mean, I'm not professional yet, but we've done two competitions and our team has won third place in both competitions. I'm just saying. Shout out jigsaw jammers. Okay. (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> I love puzzles. My brain loves problem solving. Anything that like uses both half of my brains, right? Or my brains, <laughs> both halves of my brain, one brain, but like that creative side, that logical side. Um, so the reason I love sewing so much is because I love creating my own patterns and working through that like math and creative and visionary, you know, like imagining, okay, this is how I want this finished 3D garment to look how do I translate that into a 2D paper pattern? Um, so in terms of being inspired, I mean, there are mornings where I wake up and I'm like thinking about sewing patterns. <laughs> there's always things I want to make. There's always things I want to sew, whether it's for myself, whether it's for the shop, whether it's for a friend, whether it's for, you know, whoever, whatever. There's always things that I want to make and that I want to make my own, which is what I love about being a maker is that I can take inspiration things that I've seen and go oh but I would really like to be able to make that in you know a different material or slightly different shape and so then I'll start thinking about it and then I'll go to bed thinking about it and then I'll wake up and my brain be like oh okay if I do this and I change this seam line here and I make this pattern piece look like this you know like it's so fun to like for me to imagine those 2d that 2d to 3d you know 3d garment 2d pattern pieces and like I don't know there's something in that uh, transformation that the way it comes together that I love my brain loves (laughs) what is the like process when you go through that like like how does it like kind of spark usually um either i see something on instagram or in a store see something that i like um that i want to again make in my own style make my own um so i'll see something that i like and i'll think well how is that made and how would i make it like how would I make it, whether it's slightly changing again, the shape, the pattern, the fabric, whatever. Um, so that's usually what kind of starts the little nugget of an idea. And then from there, it's thinking about, okay, well, how do I, how would I change that shape? What pattern pieces would I need? How would this come together? What does the bodice look like? What does the skirt look like if it's a dress or what, you know, like what are the different pieces look like? Um, and then how would I draw that out? And what's like, how would the pieces actually come together in what order? you know 
I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think to other makers out there, it makes sense kind of thing for people. And that this is always a struggle as makers we always will have is like people who are not thinking creatively in that same sense, they just don't get it. They just don't understand that like where that comes from. In the well, sense. and I think, I mean, like not everybody has a drive where they like see something in a store and think, ooh, I want to like make that, but make it different. <laughs> like yeah. most people are like, oh, I like that. And if it's not exactly what I want, whatever, I'll try it on and buy it anyways. Yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, I think both of us go into a lot of uh, stores and like markets and stuff and we don't necessarily see things as like the finished product we see them as supplies and so <laughs> like or at least i think we both like to see the potential in things yeah yeah that's that's a fair way to put it but we definitely like i am i think it comes from the film and like prop making world and mm -hmm. stuff and like the kit bashing side of things mm -hmm. and like i'm constantly looking at things differently than what they should be used for right because it's like oh what if we do this there are plenty of things we have purchased that are like meant for like in a kitchen use but it's like down here being something else kind of thing or there's something we're buying like oh we'll buy this and then it's like ends up like oh we will mesh it around this and use it to create <laughs> this i mean this goes back to talking in uh, your the last episode about your funko pop like we were mm -hmm. that the to make the foam was a fence post expanding foam mm -hmm. that we could get at home depot and tupperware yeah. like most yeah. most people aren't thinking oh i can use these two pieces of tupperware and two p and a uh, thing of expanding Which foam probably wasn't the best way to make it but it worked but it worked like it worked. and that's that's kind of the, the fun <laughs> exciting uh, part about it because that's that's what drives me is is the constant question and the constant experimenting with what what could be like Ever, like I, you can attest to me randomly in the car or randomly in a store, a thought will come into my head and I'll be like, hey, why do you think this is like this? And you go, I don't fucking know. <laughs> That's not how I usually respond. <laughs> and, and it's like, and then it like gets into that like earworm situation. Mm. And then I'm like, well, if I go buy this and I try this and maybe this will work. And then all of a sudden we have the, all this stuff and <laughs> we trying this stuff um and it's that constant like i bought just because it was it was shredded money and like you can buy it yeah, online the right there's over there. a bag over there. Yeah. <laughs> um you could buy it online and it's like decommissioned uh money mm -hmm. and it gets yeah, shredded the by the treasury and you like looked at it in the cart and you're like what are you gonna do with that i'm like I don't know yet, but it looks like something I can do something with. So yeah. I'm gonna well, buy but then it. you did bring up the point, and we have seen this before. People like uh, encase it in resin for like different yeah. things. And then, like, I don't know what we'll use it if, when we encase it in resin. Like, what the point of it? But we'll figure that out know. when we get to that point. But it's I don't know. It's, it was like, a can we dollar, like turn so. it into fabric and make like a wallet out of it? Very possible. Like, there's there, mm. there's all kinds of <laughs> possibilities. Like, so that's that's where that for me it, it's. I, I know a lot of people harp on social media and the like use of it, but there are so many creative people and it is one of those things that I do genuinely enjoy seeing other people and I don't get the like, oh man, they're got so bad. I go, man, that's really cool. I want to try that kind of thing. I'm like, I get inspired to like give it a go and see what happens and like, hey, I might fail miserably at it kind of thing, but I, at least I tried it and like, let's go kind of, yeah. there's not, there's never been the like FOMO aspect for me. And like, it's like, oh, I'm missing out on like this opportunity. It's like, 
let, let's try it. Let's see what happens kind of thing and see like, yeah. Well, how and I, I think the learn. other side of that too, that people like have an issue with social media a lot of times is that comparison game, but it's like, and people I'm sure have heard this before, but you can't compare your beginning to someone else's middle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's like, sure. It's easy to see these people who have already put in hours and hours and hours of work making these beautiful finished products. Well, of course they put in hours and hours and hours of work, but you can get there too. And all you have to do is just start, just try. Yeah. Well, I mean, and then keep trying and failing and trying and failing, and then you'll get better and you'll learn things. And then yeah. your middle will be someone else's beginning and they'll be looking at you going, man, they got so good at that. Well, that's, that's <laughs> always the thing I, 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 I preach and I like to other makers Both when like we're at the shows and stuff like that and seeing like them starting off and they ask the question or they're nervous about something and it's like, Hey, like ju- just do it. Like, and, and I understand it's going to be scary. I understand there's mm-hmm. going to be a learning curve. There's going to be, there's going to be some, probably some finances lost kind of thing on, on some investments on stuff. But until you get out there and do it, you're never going to, you're never going to start. Like mm-hmm. you have to start somewhere with it. And yeah. like, there's always this like, Hey, maybe tomorrow or maybe tomorrow. It's like, why not right now? Like that's yeah. where it really comes down to because we would have not gotten to where we're at if we were waiting for the perfect material to arrive or the perfect mm-hmm. tool to show up. We have gone or through someone else to give us permission or tell to, us to, to, to do it's it. It's okay to do it. <laughs> yeah. Cause, Cause like we have like, we have made bad choices on certain purchases. Like there are fabrics we've gone and like, that was a bad choice of fabric yeah. or that's a, a material that we've used. Yeah. Or, we've definitely like, experimented and been like, well, that didn't come out right. <laughs> yeah. And that's, and that's okay. Kind of thing because what we were able to learn and adapt from that has allowed us to make so many different new things and try new stuff and again, build what we have been building. And like, this is nowhere near complete. There's an, I, I know there's people who I've, I've worked with in the past and, and shared and they're like, oh, you've got all the tools. I'm like, yeah, but it, it's been 18 years of building this up and it's, it's, it's not done. Like I still, yeah. there's still things like we were talking about things we want to see, yeah. things we want to get to and like things we inspire to build for the next yeah. uh, project. And when those projects come, we can get there. Kind yeah. Of thing. Like when so, we moved from California to Utah, we <laughs> sold or got rid of all of our furniture, our bedroom furniture. T- I mean, we came here <laughs> with clothes. I mean, some necessities, mm-hmm. a couple basic pieces, but really it was my sewing table. <laughs> my heat press? <laughs> Your heat press. I mean, my sewing um, machines. Like, we brought our tools. I brought... We were like... Uh, We'll go to the thrift store and buy a thrifted couch, which we still freaking have in our living room. Yeah. That was thirty dollars, I think. Forty dollars. Yeah. Like yeah. I mean, like we still have this beat up couch that we bought at the thrift store. It's not beat up. It's not. I bad. mean, it's gotten it's kind of beat up now because yeah, we've yeah. had it for a few years and we let the dog on it. But, yeah. but yeah, um, I mean, like we we. I had to find room to stack, like all of our like screw cabinets or or uh, yeah. storage and everything. Yeah. And like people like, why are you taking all these bid uh, bits and bops and everything like that and yeah. screws? I'm like because. Those things have been collecting for years. Mm-hmm. And like I have made those piles and like those organizations to the point where like I can't rebuild that again. Yeah, like we can I, get uh, a new bed, we can get a new TV, we can get, yeah. you know, like we can get all the but like the little <laughs> all the boring stuff. The little doodad off of a RC car that I had when I was like twenty, 
Like I can't get that part again, yeah. but like I can use that part in something else as a prop attachment or things, springs and stuff like that. It's, yeah. My fabric there's... collection that I've been collecting for years, like, and I, I mean, I got rid of some fabrics. I tried to whittle it down to a couple yeah. of totes, but it was like, I'm bringing my fabric. I'm bringing my sewing tools. I'm bringing, you know, like Cause it was, the things that I'm going to use. That was the discussion <laughs> we really did have. It's like, those things are what we've been building and collecting and stuff. I have camera gear that like I've had since like high school mm -hmm. that I still use to this day. Yeah. And like we still have organized like stuff and wires and things because that's all stuff that we've collected that are is super useful for yeah. us. Like and, what was it the first week in our apartment when we moved out here? I was sewing curtains for our bathroom. Because yeah. Our bathroom didn't have curtains. Fabric that was already my stash. I didn't have to go buy fabric. Had the machines, had the thread, had all everything I needed. And was like, oh, this bathroom window needs curtains. I can make them. Yeah. Well, that was like the first the first place we moved into was we we made the whole corner of the living room our yeah. work. It was like a third Be of the living room. Yeah, if not because more. like we made sure we had like all the printers connected. Again, all we the, set up my sewing like, table that yeah. I had brought from California. <laughs> yeah. It's like the two pieces of furniture like, I brought. The computer was connected to like the 3D printers that we already had established. Like all these pieces. Actually, the 3D printer I bought when we came out here because I got a good deal on uh, Black Friday. That I, I forgot. That mm. I didn't have that when we moved. That was something I bought when we moved out here. I don't remember. Um, <laughs> but uh, it was still like we we built this stuff up and we did a lot of like building outside on our patio. Um, mm -hmm. Like any type of like stuff we were using glues or anything went outside on the patio. Spray paint. So we didn't yeah. get anything on carpet. <laughs> we spray painted. I, I painted uh a couple people's guns at that point i've mm -hmm. painted some helmets i painted a bike i didn't have any of i had all my painting equipment <laughs> but i had none of like the like space or any of the stuff that i had previously uh before and so like oh you can paint this because they like saw stuff i did in the past and i'm like uh yeah, yeah. sure and like, <laughs> like, figure it out and so yeah we just went for it kind of we thing. built a light table yeah. for my like preschool classroom yeah we did I that mean, and so that that's on the, again, a little like concrete patio that we had outside of our like, apartment this whole episode like it, it's it, it it drives the, the point of like building your toolbox building your arsenal of what you have and it's not something you build overnight it's not no. something you can but it's something that you can fit if you want to, that you can fit into whatever space, budget, time that you have. The, this is one that goes back to, and what it excites me about the future of what we're doing here is the people we are meeting at shows, the people that we are having conversations with, they are doing it on minimal things for, for not all of them, but for yeah. a good yeah. chunk of them. It's like in their apartment kitchen, they're mm -hmm. tie dyeing stuff in yeah. their like apartment balcony they're spray painting or like doing uh, stuff on the th on their balcony and yeah it, in it their is, bedroom in their it, shared apartment yeah. they have like a desk set up and that's what they have but they're doing what they do and and it's it's what they love to do and so that's what like really again goes back to what inspires me and seeing people in those situations and it's not like again we go back to it we are not like set up like a crazy <laughs> professional like high-end studio workshop kind of thing that you see in these like big movie making studio behind the scenes looking stuff 
We're on like Ikea furniture, <laughs> thrifted. Uh, mostly thrifted. <laughs> <laughs> thrifted stuff, and make it work. And it's taken time mm-hmm. to get to that point. And so that's that's the biggest thing to realize. Like none of this happens overnight with anybody that's making this stuff. There is no overnight success. And the people who say they are, it's not true. They've been doing it for a long time. And like to think other artists just ha- got there. No, it took a long time to get mm-hmm. to that point. It's taken us a long time to get to this point, which we're super excited to be at this point because I was I was telling Christy earlier today, it was really fun. I had a friend over yesterday. I had Cam, who we talked about <laughs> at the beginning. He was working on some of his screen printed stuff uh, down here. Um, but he was working uh, in our uh, kitchen basement area where the screen printer is. I was working over here on a couple uh, printed projects. Christy was in her office sewing and like, there was this intermingle that happened every once in a while where like we just happened to cross paths. <laughs> yep, cross it's like, hey, what's going middle. on? Or what are you doing? And, and, and it's really fun. But like by the end of the day, the 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 day was so felt so fulfilled because there were so many projects that got done on all kinds of different fronts, all kinds of different. And then today is it's the same exact thing happened today as well. Like we were like just kind of going over what we did we had some stuff prepping for a show you were playing around with some resin jewelry mm-hmm. we were um we're filming a podcast <laughs> i was packing up camera gear i have a, a, a photo shoot we're just gonna have some fun with uh tomorrow with a friend and everything and so like getting all that stuff and then th- by the end of the day it is you, you feel fulfilled with all the different things and you kind of look back and you go how the hell did i do all of this stuff today with like very little that we have in that sense and excuse me you you just make it work and that's the fun part about it so yeah um i don't know i think that kind of covers what i wanted to kind of cover today with Mm -hmm. um tools and then what kind of sparks that drive with you um anything else you want to kind of go over with stuff no i don't think so i think that's the perfect way to uh introduce our uh, next episodes with some guests and learn about their methods and what inspires them and yeah all right learn from learn from our friends so guys um thank you guys for joining us on this episode of always making thank you guys who have followed us on social media um winners of uh our contest that we had on our Instagram page, um, we've reached out to them already. Um, they'll be getting a prize package. We uh, are going to be sending out a couple of the T-shirts we screen printed, uh, a couple stickers, a couple stuff. Stay tuned uh, on our social media at uh, Steadfast Rebels to kind of see what other stuff we're going to be doing. We make stuff here for people, for you guys, and everything. So we enjoy the idea of like sharing that with you. So definitely follow us on social media. Sub like, subscribe to the video, <laughs> comment on your guys's like tool that you first purchased like with your hard-earned money and everything what's first thing Um, you purchased on like with your own money your own money and then what's that tool that like you are surprised it's like in your arsenal but you could not live without it kind of thing yeah and what inspires you yeah yeah all right that's three questions i know all right go do your homework guys (laughs) thanks for joining us guys we'll see you guys on the next episode Bye. bye